Hello, this is Scott Jens. Welcome to Sandbox Stories. Sandbox Story 6, The Destiny Story. Unlike other stories that I've thought about and written about and were highly scripted, this is a first for Sandbox Stories. I'm going to freestyle my way through this very personal conversation. My journey toward an eye care practice started in Madison, Wisconsin. My mom was from Madison. We took a lot of trips back and forth from my hometown in eastern Wisconsin to Madison. And on those trips, we drove down one of the main thoroughfares in a town called East Washington Avenue. As we drove up and down East Washington Avenue, we would drive past an optometry clinic. The name of the doctor spelled out on the board. And on the way into town and on the way out of town, my mom would tell me, I think I worked for that doctor before. I think that I worked for him when I was in high school. I think that I worked for him when he had a Sears optical shop before there was such a thing as a Sears optical shop. She repeatedly told me stories about an unusual time when an 8x10 photograph showed up of her working in the practice. It was on the desk in perhaps a manila envelope. It was a photo of her with a patient. She couldn't recall all the details of it, and nobody recalled that it had been taken. And they had no knowledge of where it came from. In fact, she said that the doctor for whom she worked was a little startled by the fact that this picture had shown up and been put on the desk and was just taken of a staff person. She told me the story so many times it became lore. And she used it every time we talked about the fact that she believed that she knew I was gonna be an optometrist, that I had expressed wanting to be an optometrist, and she had a connection to optometry. Well, as I went to college in Madison at the University of Wisconsin, I drove by that clinic many times again, and I tried to get a lot of jobs in uh, undergraduate at optometric practices. I even went to some of the commercial places in town, one of which I had to drive by that old practice to see and each time that I tried to get a job, I was turned down. It was fine because I was working at the local establishment on the main party strip called State Street at a place called Brat House, which now is called State Street Brats, one of Madison's institutions of game day. And I did cooking and uh, made brat sandwiches and did catering and, and was fine not working in optometry before I got into optometric school. But I really wanted to work in an eye care practice and it was driving me to have my own practice. When I got to the Illinois College of Optometry, I continued to stay in touch with Wisconsin optometrists, including some of the people that were mentors to me in my early days that had encouraged me to be an optometrist. And I knew I wanted to come back to Madison, but I had met a woman at UW from Chicago who was gonna be my wife, and we had decided to settle back in Madison. So I knew that I was gonna be able to aim my focus for my new career somewhere in Madison. In the beginning of my fourth year at ICO, I was at a game at Madison and uh, was visiting my wife's cousin, and I proceeded to go to the big, thick, yellow pages part of the telephone book, something we don't see much anymore today, and I pulled those yellow pages listings of optometrists out of the phone book. At that point in time, uh, my goal was to write as many letters as I could, personal letters, uh, and try to get to in touch with all of these doctors in the greater Madison area so I could find a place to practice. And of all the letters I sent and of all the outreach I did, I only got a couple of replies. And one struck, stuck out to me. 
This business stuck out to me because it was a business of a father and a daughter. The father had been a long time in practice and the daughter had gone to optometry school in California and was in the business, was thinking about leaving town and was looking for a replacement partner for her, daughter, her father's place in the business. So my father-in-law with his business acumen served as my business agent and we went around the block with the practice broker trying to figure out how to see if I could get into a private practice coming out of school. And in fact, I was able to do so in no small part because of my father-in-law's willingness to support me through a loan process. So with that, I took on a $66,000 debt on top of my $108,000 student debt and I had myself a practice. That practice was the practice I had driven past on East Washington Avenue all of those years. Within a month of taking over, the younger doctor in the practice who said she was going to be there for a while, said she was probably gonna be leaving more abruptly. And it was gonna be my job to take over the practice and run the practice and to be a solo practitioner. It wasn't what I had exactly bargained for, but I was fine with it. The challenge was that when you lose the doctor, sometimes you also lose the staff. And so I experienced all staff turnover within a year and had to hire my own people. That was fine, I hired some wonderful people, people that stuck with me for a long time and were on other journeys with me too. I had to have patient records kept on index cards. This doctor was dated back to the 1950s and the OEP 21 point exam summary was literally printed on an index card. On the other side were glasses notes and that was fine, but I wanted to use my new formal medical eye care services exam card. So I took everything I could, put it on a computer and printed it on half sheets of paper folded so I could stick them in the file drawers that they had for those patient records on index cards. I had one kit of Sureview fitting lenses from Vistacon, uh, eight, eight base curves, no eight, four base curves uh, to fit contact lenses. And I pushed forward. Uh, we had an optical shop in the front. We had uh, an exam room. And we had one that had coral painted 1950s foropters and slit lamps and keratometers that I couldn't even run. So we started to take over the patient care and we're really having a great time with it. Interestingly, I had brought the concept of dilation to the forefront of the practice and really enjoyed talking to patients who wanted to have their whole eye care experience delivered. That was really what the doctors that had brought me in wanted anyway. We acquired a field analyzer and more pieces of technology and we grew the business by being completely in it. As the doctor, there was nothing like just being in the back room. I was part of the marketing team, I was part of the optical team, the contact lens team and everything in between. And it was an incredible ride. I also became an optometric volunteer. Being an optometric volunteer paid huge dividends. I had the opportunity to meet people that are lifelong friends. I got to participate in legislative efforts at a state capitol and to have contributions to the conversations around how we would push the profession forward here in Wisconsin. The advancing of my paper electronic, paper eye care records led to my eventual want to deliver electronic healthcare records. I created on a little Mac with a gray screen, all kinds of different documentation forms. And it was probably every month or two that we updated a form to match our workflow and to add in new ways to see patients and new ways to document the things that we were doing. And that really matched up in the 1990s to the documentation guidelines, which was important because at that point, optometrists were then able to start to bill Medicare. 
I partnered with my mentor, Dr. Chuck Brownlow, who had been working with the Wisconsin Optometric Association and its subsidiary around billing and coding and became a side saddle expert to him on the idea of the importance of accurate documentation. And we ended up developing together a highly standardized medical record form that others could use. And that form to this day is still in use in many places where there's still paper records. Those records are also the basis for a number of electronic health records, including the one that my partners and I co-founded in 2006. Five years into practice, I partnered with two other doctors in the community, one 10 years older than me and one 20 years older. Uh, one very active in the Academy of Optometry, one very active in the American Optometric Association, and it couldn't have been a better partnership. And what I learned from them is this idea of mutual trust. I was new, I was still growing, and they gave me this opportunity to do things like marketing activities and website design, which in the 90s was a new thing. And then on the same token, I was able to learn better financial understandings and really how to drive the practice in ways that I hadn't quite yet learned on my own in the first five, six years of practice. Through a lot of different relationships, including those of my practice partners, I was afforded the opportunity to serve the American Optometric Association as a volunteer. To this day, I can't thank those people who trusted me to be involved in those kind of things at a national level. And that led to the growth and launch of something called Infancy. The people that I worked with on that really filled me and I think I helped them too. And it was a wonderful experience, all coming from my willingness and my practice to be open-minded and to work with others. The business insights I gained were really helpful and the financial side I've already covered, but one of my partners was very academically minded and ran clinical trials and that was incredible. And they really encouraged me to follow an instinct to build my business that would uh, do everything that it could to serve the patient. There wasn't just one way of taking care of patients in optometry. There were many different things that you could deliver to patients that the patients would find of value. Of course, all of that led to connections with people across the United States, an opportunity to learn from others about how they did what they did in their little silo and their little place, just like my little place that I had back here in Wisconsin. And that got me to the point where I was encouraged by many to follow an instinct I had to build a business that wasn't to serve patients, but to serve optometrists. And ultimately I ended up doing that. The moral of this story is that my career developed into an opportunity to participate with thousands of optometry colleagues to put my little building block in the wall for the profession's future. And there is no doubt that the way that it came about was due to an effort, unlike any other, to pursue a dream, to believe in it, to dare to take steps that I might not have otherwise taken on my own, to let others push me, and then just go do it. You don't really realize it, but every day you're living a dream of influencing patients' lives. and. You know, you're also along the way being given an opportunity to think about starting on a path to a dream that you might not even know you have today. And it won't be seen through unless you take a chance to believe in yourself and to dare to take the first step. And remember the photo that my mom had always mentioned, that photograph of her in the practice? Well, years into my practice, my wife and I were helping her clean out a storage chest at her place. And inside of it, we found another photo she had always spoken about, an old signed autograph of the astronaut Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin signed photograph, fantastic, we were smiling. And then falling from the back of that photograph, attached to it for all of these years, hidden from sight, was that photo of my mom taking care of patients in that practice. There she was, 
just as she had always talked about. She was seeing a photo she had remembered but wasn't really sure had existed. It had been lore all this time, and now it was real. And even more amazingly, it confirmed that she had worked in the early practice of the doctor from whom I had bought my practice. She was smiling and caring for a patient, leading the way for me to do the same thing many decades later. For all I know, on those old index card records could have been her writing of the care she had given to those patients. That really is the message of destiny. I ask you to enjoy every step you take because there is some form of destiny that we are all living. Until my next sandbox story, be great at all you do.